This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Indoors or out, fall, winter, spring, and summer, whenever you garden, wherever you garden, this is the show that covers it all. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And yours truly, Frank Proctor. Hi, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank and hey, Grace. Grace. Yeah, in our Grace uh, is back. In the yes, yes, a charming little face, hasn't she? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you look like you're uh, playing cards there. <laughs> no, I have a whole bunch of wonderful little descriptive phrases that describe you. Oh gosh, yes. Let's move on. Well, no, <laughs> I, I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm in the studio here at AM740 with the siren of the shrubs, <laughs> darling of the daisies, and princess of the pansies. <laughs> yes, it is Charlie Dobbin. Well, on the air once again. Oh, thank you so much. Well, this, well. I like the siren particularly. Yes. Oh, well. As I'm sitting here in my, you know, long underwear and turtleneck. I feel very sirenish. <laughs> it's, you need it this morning. No that, kidding. Man, it's is it cold. Crispy. Yikes. I don't think the car's even warmed up. Yet, yet. I was say, my fingers haven't thawed out yet <laughs> when I was holding my steering wheel earlier. Uh, but my kitty cat went out, no problem. He oh, said, really? I see a bird, and oh, I'm, oh, I'm going for that bird. Okay, you only have a frozen dinner. I'll tell you, that's what he's going to have. <laughs> he came in twice his normal size. I think it was all just, he was trying to fluff up his fur to stay warm. <laughs> oh, you know what? We better give our phone numbers before we do anything else Alrighty. here. Okay, is that all right? Uh, in Toronto, phone number to call, 416 740 and out of town anywhere in the province it's toll free 1-866-740-4740 and you're listening to the charlie dobbin garden show here at am 740 and remember our mantra call early call often one question per call that's right just because the last yeah. couple of weeks we've had people on hold as yeah. we had to you know ended the show so the call early that's what that's all about don't don't wait uh, if you've got a question or something to share we're always happy to hear what's going on um, might be indoor plants might be thinking about what's coming up in the spring yeah. i know it's how, hard how to, to get believe ready for that, but, but uh, it is going to come that's right well it's certainly brighter now than it was mm-hmm. which is very good it's for getting me getting lighter later lately Nice. Alliteration. Uh, I do like all the sunshine, partially because I I find it, I think we all find it energizing to have natural sunlight beaming into our windows. But it's very good for the plant material. I mean, I have hundreds, actually thousands, of plants in greenhouses as we speak. The hundreds, probably, you know, like, for example, I have 300 trees, you know, maple trees, ashes, crab apples, all kinds of trees that I'm forcing. I'm waking them up. I'm le- I'm telling them it's spring, even though it's, well, as we know, Why, not. <laughs> you lying little devil. You. I know. I trick them every year just so they 
will be in perfect full leaf and, you know, it'll they'll look like July uh-huh. in March for Canada Blooms. So sunshine is very important. I need that natural sun. And all the artificial lights in the world just don't come don't do close it. to yeah. real sun. Uh-huh. So I'm happy, happy when the sun shines. Okay. Uh, just let's remember as well, if you miss the show for some reason, I know some of you are lucky and you get to go away on, on occasion and might be out of our listening range. You can always go back and listen to shows from the past through a podcast. We yeah. are so cool. It is <laughs> www.itunes.com. Yeah. So just itunes.com. When you go to iTunes, if you don't already have the software, it's a very simple download. It's free. It takes, you know, 10 seconds. Once you've got that software, then you just uh, search AM740 and the, the Garden Air Show the pops garden up show. and there's all the different weeks. It was November 30th was the first one that's archived. So it's everyone since then. Neat? Yeah. So yeah, check it out. It's I better pretty watch cool. my words then. <laughs> I'm I'm being inscribed in posterity. I was gonna say, mm. don't be saying anything you don't want people to hear later. Okie dokie. All right, so I have a feeling we might have to go for a break, but I do have a couple of um, announcements. Okay. So maybe I'll save those for when we come back. All right, let's do that, and we'll right. be coming back to a whole bunch of listeners who are already online. They heard the mantra. Uh, okay, yes, they're so good. <laughs> we shall return then in a moment here to the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show. Transplanting good ideas from one gardener to another. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And here we are on a very cold Saturday morning, uh, giving a warm welcome to someone from the States calling in. Elaine, Orchard Park, New York. Welcome to the show. Uh, hi. Uh, your, your show is such a fun show. Um, I wouldn't miss it. And boy, <laughs> if anyone said anything to me about a Canadian I, that wasn't right, on, I would punch him in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it for you. Love you. Thank, Thank you, you. Elaine. <laughs> I have a, uh, I was given a six inch, small six inch pot mm-hmm. of crocus or croci, whatever. Yeah, no crocus, yeah. <laughs> and um, they were, they're in full bloom, but there are, there's probably over a dozen in there, mm-hmm. and some are so tiny, and I tapped. I tapped the root ball out of the pot, and it was pot-bound. Mm-hmm. So I just opened up the roots gently and put them in just a slightly bigger. But as the uh, flowers are fading, I don't know wh- if I should cut them off. I'd like to save them until spring. How about some hints? All right, so this is great. Um, crocus, as you know, they're little spring flowers that right. will come up in our gardens mm-hmm. first right. thing. But in your case, you've been given a pot that were forced, I was mm-hmm. talking about forcing a few minutes ago, yes. to, to bloom indoors earlier right. than in the spring. Uh-huh. So you're absolutely right. As the flowers fade, just get out some scissors and just snip off those what will be kind of wrinkly tissue paper okay. um, flowers. Right. So you'll have all little grassy-looking green leaves. Mm-hmm. Let those little green leaves just grow and do their thing, water as necessary, keep them in a sunny windowsill. It'll be at least six weeks or so that you'll water, like I say, as necessary. And eventually those green leaves are going to start to fade to a yellow and then they're just going to completely disappear. The leaves will? Yep. The flowers will be gone. The leaves will grow and then they're going to wither away and die as well. Okay. What will be left are a lot of little bulbs in the pot, fast asleep, but ready to go next spring. 
So your job is just to to grow them up to that point. Be careful that you don't overwater because it's easy to overwater inside. We think it's time, but get used to kind of feeling the weight of the pot or stick your finger in the soil. Right. You will use less water as the leaves start to die down. Okay. And then sometime this summer, spring, you know, late spring or summer, plant them outside. Uh, you don't have to plant them very deep, about two inches deep somewhere in your garden. I like to put them near uh, the edge of a lawn or under a maple tree or something like that. And they'll come up early in the spring when it's all still sunny under the, the heavy shade, what's going to be heavy shade, and uh, allow the, the crocuses to grow right into your lawn and you'll get a whole nice thing happening every spring from now on. Sounds wonderful. Wow. Isn't that right. great? Um, uh, I will uh, proceed to do that. You can enjoy them for many, many years. And so enjoy them indoors now, and then you'll have them forever and ever outdoors. Good enough. All right. You know, one one more thing. Um, since I'm uh, so um, uh, in love with the Canadians, I'll have to ask you to be a Buffalo Bills fan once oh. in a while. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> we live in their hometown. You do. All right. Bye-bye. Excellent. Thanks, Thanks that. Elaine. <laughs> that's nice. They love their football, don't yeah. they? Oh, yeah. Tailgate yeah. parties. Now, that's, that's right. see, I've never been to a tailgate party, and I'm going to have to go Well, not. A, yeah, they are very special, I <laughs> guess, the ones they have Indeed. in the U.S. Yeah. Well, let's say hi to um, Laura in Eris. Good morning. How are you this morning, Laura? Oh, fine, thank you, Frank. How are you? Good. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Charlie. We had a call from Eris last week. Yeah. From Margaret in Eris. Oh, really? Yeah, because remember we asked where it is. Eris is just outside Guelph somewhere. Guelph. Yeah, it's about six miles northwest of Guelph. Yeah, there northwest. you are. Yeah. Actually, I'm on a rural route out of Eris. So I'm two miles east of Eris. Oh, okay. But lovely area. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, especially when it's blowing and snowing and you in your kitchen. <laughs> That's right. Try telling us it's a lovely... <laughs> yeah. That's right. Put another log on the fire. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. So what's going on in your garden? Uh, I have two amaryllis here. Mm-hmm. Last year I had a total of 12 flowers on. Wow. The two of them. And they each have sprouts on the bulbs, like bulblets mm-hmm. or whatever you call them. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, last year on the one bulb... The, the two sprouts each had two flowers on them. Wow. So I, I had 12 out all at once. Nice. Now, uh, can I take those off and replant them somewhere? Yep. Yep, you can separate them. The trick with bulbs, and as you recognize, little babies or bulb bills have grown off of the main mother bulb. Mm-hmm. When they're young, at juvenile bulbs, you'll typically not get a lot of flowers. It's, it's leaves that will grow initially. As the bulb gets bigger and more mature, it'll eventually start to flower. So you're obviously at that point with those daughter bulbs. They've reached a mature enough state where they, they too are initiating flowers. So absolutely. I would use a sharp knife or they may just very, if you take the, the main bulb out of the pot, loosen the soil, the daughter bulbs may just fall away from the mother. And if they don't, just a sharp knife to, to sever. Mm-hmm. And then pot them up in their own pots. Okay. All right. Keeping in mind that amaryllis like to look like they're pot bound. They like to be in a pot that's just slightly larger than the bulb. Yes, that's what I have them in. Yeah. And part of the bulb is sticking up over the <laughs> earth. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like it might be time. So, but with the, yo- the younger or smaller bulbs, just remember you're going to probably only use maybe a four or five inch pot for those, as opposed to the probably six or seven or eight inch pot that you've got the bigger one in. Oh, yes. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some yeah. fresh potting soil, and you're good to go. 
Okay. Do you know I've had these for 15 years? Wow. wow. These amaryllis, and every year they bloom They get better. And do you um, allow them to go completely dormant in between, or do yes, you just keep I bring them going? Them out, I put them out on the front porch for the summer. Mm-hmm. One year I had one bloom in the summertime, yeah. even, the yeah. second uh, blooming. Nice. But I bring them in in September usually, mm-hmm. put them down in the basement, forget about them for till just after Christmas. Yeah. I bring them up, set them on the refrigerator till they get the sprout, yeah. and put them out in the front window, which faces the southeast. Good for you. Yeah, well, hey, good and stuff. That's great. And you, it sounds like you keep it very simple, and it works like a charm. It does. Yeah, good for so you. far. Good yeah. for you. Well, that's better than I've ever done. I'll tell you, I, I've never been able to kind of work out a good routine <laughs> with my amaryllis. <laughs> the best success I've ever had is just keeping it alive as a, as a houseplant, and then it'll bloom sporadically. On oh, this one's different gorgeous. Plant times. It's red. Yeah. That's a beautiful color. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for your call. And that's, uh, yeah, I'd say definitely time to start propagating. You might want to get that uh, nursery going, <laughs> the oh. amaryllis. Oh, yeah, that's what I forgot to ask you. When do I do it? Um, well, right now they're, they're growing rapidly. Yeah, right. What I would do is wait, wait until you're going outside in the spring. Oh, okay. Do it then. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Charlie. You're very welcome. All right. Have a great day out there in the rural route around Eris. Yeah. Uh, And it is 920. We have to take a little bit of commercial break here. Our sponsors are clawing at the airtime here. And why not? (laughs) Of course, we love to have them here. So we'll return uh, with more questions and callers from uh, AM 740 Land. A A lot of calls coming in this morning. We'll be back in just a moment. Getting to the root of a growing dilemma. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Yes, the wizard of weeds, the goddess of the gourds. She is with us this morning. <laughs> goddess of the gourds. I like that. I like that one? Okay, good. Goddess of the gazenia uh-huh. or gomfrina. <laughs> Phone numbers to call the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show are 416-360-0740 in Toronto. Anywhere else in the province. Uh, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty, and uh, let's get to say hi to Alice in Mississauga. Hi, Alice. Hello, Charlie and Laura. Good I'm morning. in a different place this time. They put me in the hospital. Oh. But I want to know. I asked you about my zebra plant last week. Yes. You told me to cut all the leaves off because I think I must have overwatered it. Mm-hmm. We done that, and my husband comes in every day and says, "Oh, we've lost our plant." Aww. We've lost our plant. I said, "No, don't do nothing. I'll ask you guys <laughs> on Saturday." An update. Good idea. Now it seems to me it was a spider plant. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I I said the wrong name. It was a, a zebra plant. Zebra plant. I'm trying to think now. Tell me. Give, give me an idea what it looked like. A so, zebra plant. It has little lines on the leaves, and it grew up. It was brought to me in the hospital mm-hmm. in October, and it has had two yellow little blooms on it, and it was growing beautiful, and all of a sudden, I gave it an extra pot with water to drip into the bottom, and it's gone, dead. All the leaves went yellow and sluggish, and mm. you said cut them off, and we did that. Yeah, and so, and now there, it's, it's just the whole thing's kind of shriveled up, has it? There's nothing nothing on the plant, only just the stem now. Alright, well, you know what? Ask your husband to just leave it. I'm assuming it's on a sunny windowsill, or it's in as bright yeah, a spot. remember it was the heater you said had yeah. killed the heat from the red. Right, so the, the main thing with the, the plant, I, th- I think what you have, you're mentioning stripes on the leaves, little yellow flowers. A zebra. Zebra. 
on the computer, and that's what it is. Yeah, the proper name is Aphalandra. Um, so just lots of sunshine. It may come back. No water, of course. Just leave no it on water. that. Leave it in that bright spot where it's located. Don't do any watering. Uh, it, if it is alive, if, if there's life in that root below ground, some little bit of sprouts will start to to pop out on that stem. If oh. the roots were just too, you know, the water was there for too long and the roots rotted, then that stem will just shrivel up and it will it will disappear and we'll have to get you another one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, it was the only plant I kept because I know I kill all my plants. Yeah, well, that one's a, that one's a pretty easy to keep, um, but, it, you know, like you found out, that the heat below was drying it That's up right. and, the, you know, it's easy to overwater. It's, it, it isn't that hard of a plant, but sometimes, you know, any plant can suffer from too much water, and oh. that one particularly likes room temperature water, uh, and it prefers water that's sat out saw out in the air so that some of the chlorine and the fluoride and stuff has uh, evaporated off of it. As um, I told you, in our senior's apartment where I am, I don't get sunshine, but I get the light. Yeah. So I put it on the window ledge. Now yeah. we moved it to a little dresser further back, and it, it's just gone dead. Boom. Mm. He comes in so sad, and I said, I don't mm. know what to do. <laughs> I would ask you guys. Well, I so. wish I had a magical solution, but it, it may have just moved on. Oh, to the great composter in the sky. <laughs> I wasn't meant to have that plant, was I? <laughs> okay, but you know, you get a spider plant. You, no, a... you make a beautiful show. Thank you. And we love to hear it. Tell <laughs> your husband to find a spider plant for you, because that one is a fairly, it's a little easier to care for. Needs yeah. a little less okay, light. Okay, I will tell him. All right, thanks. Thank you very kindly. All right, have take nice care. Both of you. And you it's too. A Thank, job. Thank you very much. And uh, a fond good morning to everyone on this very cold Saturday morning. You're going outside, my friends. Really bundle up. It, it is cold. Windchill, uh, I think, is about oh, minus 20, something, something like that. Something like that. And yeah. don't do what you did, which is to leave your gloves out in your car what overnight. What an idiot, yeah. <laughs> oh, like blocks of ice. Uh, hmm, forget that. Well, uh, you have a couple of little things you want to squeeze in just before I we get to our next caller. I do, caller. I do, yeah. I do. Because uh, there's a lot of events coming up. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy when community members send me some of the events and ask me to announce them. So I just want, you know, get your calendars mm-hmm. out. Those of you that are looking for an opportunity to get together with some of your gardening buddies yeah. and socialize and have some fun. Uh, out in Streetsville, the Horticultural Society will be meeting on Thursday, February the 4th. Of course, that is at the Streetsville Secondary School at 72 Joymar Drive in the cafeteria. Doors open at 7 p.m. The meeting begins at 7.30. The guest speaker is Chuck Chapman. He's the owner-operator of one of Canada's largest iris specialty nurseries. Mm. And the topic, of course, is irises. Uh, I did mention... And I'll mention again, anybody in the Brantford area who wants to get involved with CD Saturday (laughs) in Brantford, uh, do it. It's happening on February the 6th at St. Jude's Anglican Church, which is on Peel Street, number 81 Peel Street in Brantford. It's from 10 till 3 next Saturday. So there's going to be displays, vendors, garden questions and answers galore. Uh, Good opportunity to, obviously, it's all about a swap. So you Mm. take some seeds and, and swap. Or if you don't have seeds to swap, you can buy. 
very neat access to cool heritage and old varieties and neat things you might remember from your childhood. Uh, there's guest speakers. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Now, I, I won't get into all the events that are going on on February the 10th, but just right now, everybody block February the 10th off on your calendar. The evening of February the 10th, that's a Wednesday. There's events in Huronia. There's events at the Riverdale Hort Society. And again, the Burlington Horticultural Club is meeting. So anybody in those areas, block that off. I'll give you all the details either towards the end of this show or next week. Excellent. Thank you very much, Charlie Dobbin. Don't do <laughs> of the peach trees. Well, now, <laughs> let's get along to our, our next caller here, and that would be Eleanor out in Waterloo. Hi, Eleanor. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Eleanor. Charlie, I saw the first time in a long, long time a jasmine plant. Mm-hmm. I purchased the jasmine plant, and it is absolutely beautiful, and it's all twined on a beautiful ring up oh, way over the pot. It's it's just gorgeous. And I'm it, real happy with it. And does it smell amazing? Well, it's just starting to bloom. Mm-hmm. It's got the trailers out and the little white flowers, but the flowers haven't opened yet. Okay. Now, the instructions that came with it are dreadful. They just say water, They and they just keep it in half sun, half light. Now, I'm in an apartment with absolutely no sunlight, but and a multitude of light. So it's on my dining room table where it's getting lots of light. Mm-hmm. I do not fertilize any of my plants in January, February, or March. Mm-hmm. But should this one be fertilized now because it's starting to bloom? That's a very good point. You're exactly right. When a plant is flowering or actively growing, which, of course, what flowering is all about, it is appropriate to fertilize. Okay. So even though you're right, we don't normally fertilize any of our house plants in December, January, February. There are those exceptions, whether it's our orchids or our African violets, uh, even plants like Christmas cactus. When they are putting on those flower buds and opening those blooms, it is appropriate to feed. Now, when these blooms die, because they're <clears throat> they're all sprouting out around the ring, mm-hmm. when they die, do I cut them off or do I just wind them down through the ring? I think you'll find that when the flowers uh, die, they will the the little petals will uh, sort of curl up and drop off, mm-hmm. and that's you know perfectly normal. Um, I don't think you'll need to do a lot of trimming on that plant. I think it'll just be a case of letting it do its flowering. Flowers will finish. If the stems start to shrivel a bit and die back from that point, then you'll want to do some trimming. Otherwise, I would just leave them alone. And, and of course, new growth is going to continue to sprout from those tips. So that's why I hesitate to, to, to cut anything back and just allow the flowers to do their thing and allow more leaves to grow and the vines to extend. And you keep doing your wrapping thing that you're doing now to keep it as controlled as you can on the ring. Jasmine can really be quite, you know, fa- grow, you know, grow fast and really kind of do a bit of a takeover in your house if it gets too happy. Well, that's all right. I hope it gets real happy. All right. And <laughs> now, are you, what about are you watering, uh, Charlie? Mm-hmm. Um, the instructions that came with this plant are just dreadful. I've never seen such poor instructions. It shows a watering can half full. Well, this is only in a six-inch pot. Right. So, And you know what they mean? when they, I know it's sort of dumb, eh? That kind of a symbolism. They're suggesting that you keep it fairly moist. Fairly moist. So, yeah. So if okay. you use your fingers. Just don't, don't water on the calendar. Water by feeling the soil. Keep not wet, but fairly moist at all times, which means you might be watering every three or four days, depending on the temperature in your apartment. Oh, 
that's wonderful. Bright, that's what I needed to know. And bright is important, so you, you know the importance of the bright lights. Yes. And don't forget to spritz. Get your little spritzer, your mister oh, it out. Oh, should be spritzed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Would love to be spritzed. A couple of times a day. Okay. Okay, that's right. wonderful. I'll, well... I hope it grows and overtakes the dining room table. <laughs> All right. You let us know. Thank you very much. Thank Have you. a good day. You too. Y- you too, Elmer. Thank you. Uh, gee, maybe you should spritz me. I'd grow a little bit. Uh, I'd, oh. I'd get beyond my five or foot s- six. Or smell better. Or, uh, no. Oh, thank Kidding. you very much. You know, Gra- well, Grace is more... never. Grace was very interested in that Jasmine question yeah. because Grace is a huge Jasmine fan. It is the national plant of her homeland. Well, there we are. I didn't know you were Irish. <laughs> 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 oh dear me, uh, Lorraine in Etobicoke. Hi, and good. Uh, welcome to the Garden Show. Here. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I love your show. Thank you. Oh. We really enjoy it. But I've got a bougainvillea given to me last uh, spring, mm-hmm. and when, when it finished blooming, I put it out in the garden, and in September I brought it in, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to keep it dormant, but it's shot out new leaves. And it's full of little blossoms now. Oh, so great. Do I start uh, feeding it? I would. You know, it's it's a hard plant to, to truly make it be dormant because bougainvillea are a tropical plant. Uh-huh. And in the tropics... Things are never, the difference, the seasonal differences are based on water, not temperature, as we know. I mean, we, our dormant period is imposed by freezing temperatures, whereas in the tropics, it all is due to dry versus wet. So clearly what you've done by that attempting to make it dormant, you held the water back. Yes, and that I just watered it when the leaves started going limp. That's right. And so what it's done is it's gone through what would be considered a dormant period by having that water withheld to the point. Of, of going limp and now it's saying all right i'm ready for the monsoons hit me with some water and give me some light and crank a little fertilizer and it's it's ready to go so i would definitely take your cue from the plant and do what you can to give it what it's looking for which is light water and fertilizer and it's only shooting out blossom in the tips where mm-hmm. the new leaves have come out mm-hmm. very hard to get bougainvillea to regrow at the center of the plant oh, unless okay. you do some trimming I, well, I trimmed it back twice, like I trimmed it when I put it out in the garden, mm-hmm. and I trimmed it when I brought it in. I mm-hmm. put it in a, in a another pot. Mm-hmm. What I'd be inclined to do right now is let it do the growing it's going to do for the next, say, six to eight weeks. Uh-huh. Enjoy whatever flowers uh, show up and leaves emerge. Before you go outside in the spring, trim it back. In March, it could be could be late March, early April. Just give it a. You can prune it at that point as hard as you want. You know, prune it right into the center and force out all kinds of new growth. And obviously, it'll be a more compact, more dense growth and better looking plant as a result of that pruning. Great. All righty. Because I didn't know what to do with it. So thank you <laughs> it's very good much. Good for you. That's a nice plant. Good for you for the doing. Good works up. Such a good job. Okay. All Bye. right. Take Thank care, you, Lorraine, uh, calling in from Etobicoke there. And we're kind of going all over the map here. Going to say hi to Roger in Midland. Hello, Roger. Hello, Frank. <laughs> Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Charlie. <laughs> What's going on in Midland? Uh, well, I'll tell you, it's minus 23, beautiful <sighs> sunny sky, and that's without the wind chill. Nice. Wow, Get up those yeah. cross-country skis. <laughs> Long and underwear. your balaclava. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sitting in this side of the window looking out. I'm not going out <laughs> no, I don't blame good, you. Good fella. Okay. Anyway, Charlie, my question is, I have a very healthy Christmas cactus. Mm-hmm. 
blooms when it wants to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I had visitors oh, a week or so ago, and the one gentleman beside the plant kept feeling the leaves. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I noticed uh, within a couple of days they're all shriveling up. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess, number one, it's a no-no to touch the plant. Not really. He may have had something on his hands. Maybe, uh, okay. Maybe he had just put like some hand lotion on or he had, you know, something that, that left a little residue behind. Okay. Or are they shriveling? It's not a dry thing. It's not that the plant needs water, is it? Uh, no, I, no. It's only in that one particular spot oh, where he obviously was touching stroking it. Stroking the plant. That's cute. Well, I, yeah, that's they, cute. Well, they do. <laughs> so anyway, should I just cut those off? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Just with a sharp pruners or sharp scissors, they're not going to come back. Okay. The one thing they say about Christmas cactus is you shouldn't move them once the buds are set. Right. That they, which I that hasn't been my experience. I've moved them many times when the buds are set, but they, that's one of the things. So they are a little bit sensitive, obviously, to to things like obviously being stroked or okay. moved. So <laughs> I guess you'll just have to remind your guests, put a little sign on, you know, don't feed the animals and don't touch uh, the plants. Okay, that's great. <laughs> okay. Don't and Frank, you're not going to grow anymore. Oh, darn. He's really only 16. He's just got the voice of an older person. Oh, I know Frank from the 70s. Oh, my gosh. All right. My lie doesn't work. We did a thing on the radio together. You sound like you have a radio voice. Indeed. Roger. Yeah, we did safety messages. Roger Mabel. That's the guy. All right. Now, how's that for memory? It's amazing. You're doing huh? good. Well, there you are, Rog. Thank you. You're doing good. And did you ever get my little Christmas bo- uh, book there? I did, and I good. must send something for you. Okay. Yes, it, okay. I've enjoyed it and passed it around to several people. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All, all the very best to you, Roger. Thanks, Thanks for your call, Roger. Okay, 938. Christmas cactus, yeah. Christmas books. Listen to us. I it's all about know. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's the well, end of January. We're on the cusp of February. We're on the cusp of February. I love that. Yeah. What, what great terminal. We've had some wonderful turns of phrases. Uh, crocuses, croci. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, except And bulblets. Bulblets and bulbills. Bulbills. Bulblets, bulbills. Two different mm. things. <clears throat> my, uh, my little book of entomology here is filling up. <laughs> so let's... Entomology is bugs. Oh. You mean etymology. <laughs> etymology is words, I Thank think. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Speaking of bugs, there is a, a email oh. I wanted to get to, but we'll, uh, we'll get to a couple of our callers. I do want to share this email that is great, and it's I've been carrying it around for a while, from Lee Thompson. I have some photos I want to share okay. with you. Well, all right. Let's talk to Diane okay. in Burlington first, then we'll maybe do that. Okay. Uh, All right. Hello, Diane. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. I had just received a cyclamen plant about a week uh, a week last Thursday. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was standing up so straight and so mm. beautiful, just full of pink blooms, and uh, watered it only once about five days after I got it from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And uh, suddenly today, or yesterday, it's all those straight, nice stems are laying flat, right. looking very loopy. Mm-hmm. Limp, as we say. Uh, okay, so it, I'm glad you watered from the bottom because that is the correct way to water cyclamen. Uh, as you may realize, there is a corm that the cyclamen grows from, and it's yeah. cup-shaped. And it sits right on the surface of the soil. So if we water into the surface of the soil, we tend to collect the water into the corm and it rots and the whole plant dies. So that's why watering from the bottom is good because you're less likely to rot the corm. Uh, tell me, you, you didn't allow the plant to sit in water for very long after you had watered it, did you? You left it, it for 10 or 15 it minutes? It drank all the water up. Okay. And so then, then I just removed the 
the Perfect. Uh, pot All or right. the uh, planter. Okay, so the the other the thing that causes cyclamen to uh, sort of move to the next stage, which is to lose those flowers and perhaps grow more, is temperature. Cyclamen love a cool temperature. That's right. All of our houses are a little cooler than they've been, aren't they? Yes. So you don't crank your your thermostat up to seventy. Sixty-eight in the evening. Okay. And uh, seventy during the day. Okay. Uh, Well, okay. So that's not bad. It could be as low. The ideal temperature for cyclamen is between fifty and sixty degrees. (laughs) So a little cooler than than your cool. Actually, I guess downright cold. Bright light is important. You know, it doesn't need to sit right in a window, but often in a window is one of the best spots to sit just because it's one of the cooler spots in our houses. Um, Keeping it moist, as you've done, is perfect. Um, It does like a fair amount of humidity, but I wouldn't worry about that at this point. The main thing I would do right now is recognize that that, um, it's most likely the warmth that's caused those flowers to, to droop and to collapse. Just allow it, keep it in the coolest spot you can, keep it in a bright spot, don't do any more watering until it's quite dry, and you may end up trimming off. They're, they're unlikely to stand up again, those flowers, so you may have to trim those off. Oh, they won't stand up again. They, I doubt, when did you water? Was it a few days ago? Uh, yeah, about three. Three days ago. Three days ago. Yeah. So they're unlikely to stand up, but more may come. So that's the, the sort of the good side of the story is cyclamen can, can really do amazing things and continue to flower for long periods, but it's all temperature-based, and that's the tough thing is we don't often have a cool enough spot. We don't really want our houses 50 degrees, do we? Should so, I put it closer to the window maybe where it's the window being cooler? That's right. It might be a good idea. That's going to be the coolest spot in your house is near some glass. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, don't let it touch the glass, but having it closer to the glass is going to lower the temperature around it. And again, like I say, you may have to trim those flowers away, but more may, may come up. So just keep an eye on it. Feel, feel it for moisture, water when it fe- starts to feel a little bit dry. Again, just from the bottom. Yes. Okay. okay? Thanks so much. Thanks, Diane. And uh, we have to take a little bit of a commercial break here on the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show. You are listening to AM740 Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Through rainy days and long droughts, infestations, and early frost, she's the one constant in your garden. You're listening to the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Yes, Charlie Dobbin, Princess of Peonies. That's from Grace. (laughs) Or Wonder Woman of the Willows with us here this morning. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to go out of here 10 feet taller today. I'm not sure if my head's going to fit through the door, but I'll be fine. (laughs) All right, listen to this email. And while I'm reading it, you look at these photos that I printed off. All righty. Okay, so this is... Back right after the New Year's. And from Lee Thompson says, Happy New Year. Love the show. Uh, Hope this mystery can be solved. The writer, uh, Lee, says, We are in the Port Colburn and... We are in Port Colborne, and our yard backs onto a nut forest, walnut, hickory, etc. I see so many bugs here that I have never seen before uh, since moving here three years ago from Mississauga. So she says, I was about to brush this twig... Look at the photo. Off my railing when I discovered little black legs coming out of the bottom of it. On further examination, I discovered two eyes and a small whitish head at the lower end of it. It made no attempt to move as I took these photos. It just looks like a piece of old gray wood. It does. It does. does. Those are bugs. But it's not tiny. Nope. 
No, she doesn't actually tell us, and there's nothing in there for scale, but that is probably measures about an inch long, that insect. Wow, ugly looking bug. It is not. It looks like a piece <laughs> of bark. Well, okay, if you What's like looking ug- at pieces of bark and well, think that's... But, no, but it's not uh, ugly. No, no, I guess not. I What's guess interesting not. is that, as exactly what Lee discovered is, you know, you just think it's like a little yeah, piece yeah. of twig that fell onto the... It's sitting on the railing of their deck, it looks like, and she's just out on the deck and she's thinking to sweep that off and then goes, oh my God, it's alive. I wonder, and it looks exactly like a, just a piece of twig or you, bark. You can post that to our web, that picture, I wonder. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll oh, I mean, after get, talking yeah, about it. Yeah. Well, what I really want to do is I'm talking to Lee, so I hope she's listening. I want to tell her. Uh, she wonders what it is. Like, what is this a bad thing, a good thing? Should yeah, I be, yeah. should I be, you know, stomping on them, or should I allow them to live? Uh, and of course, Lee does say that it's it's been a bit of a battle here with so many creatures, large and small. In the woods mm-hmm. there. I guess she's got, you know, deer and raccoons and oh, probably fox mm. and coyotes. She's probably got all kinds of creatures back there. So bottom line, it is an insect. It is the, it's an order of insects called Phasmatodia. Phasma as in PH, uh-huh. which is a pretty interesting because it's all got to do with camouflage. So Phasma... Phasmatodia. Phasmatodia is probably how you say it. So phasmatodia is an order of insects. They're stick insects or stick bugs is the common name, or even sometimes they're called walking sticks. There are thousands of species. They are all naturally camouflaged. Many of the species look like sticks. Some of them look mm-hmm. like leaves. Some of them are green. It's amazing. National Geographic has some uh, website has some great photos of some of these insects. They do feed mostly on the leaves of trees and shrubs. So, Lee, the answer is don't worry about your perennials. They're not going to go in there and annihilate and chew all your perennials down to the ground. They are found all over the world, this particular species of insect, but they're mostly found in the tropics. So we have don't have a lot of species here in in, uh, in Ontario, uh, but certainly it, it, very interesting, and I, I love the idea of, you know, you just think it's like a little piece of bark, and then all of a sudden you realize there's little feet sticking out the bottom of it. Now, if I were if I were listening to the show this morning, I might think, oh yeah, that's stick bug, you know, that, no, it's not, it's not that little skinny, but it's the same order. same order, same order, but yeah. a, a, a bit more uh, of this substance. Is chunky. Well, this chunky. is, yeah, this is not just like a twig, yeah. though, yeah, you rec- you familiar with that insect that's like yeah. a stick, yeah, mm-hmm. or a twig, yeah, so in this case, it's just the same. Same, same order, but um, it is like a chunky, like a very chunk. substantial piece of wood. Is <laughs> With what it looks feet like. coming yes. at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thanks, Lee. I love that. That that's great stuff, and uh, we appreciate that so much. When you do take time to send us those uh, various things, huh? Yeah, photos are good. Let's say hi to Anne in Newcastle. Hi, Anne. How are you this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I do have a problem. Uh, well, let's say I'm very disappointed that my Christmas cactus is not blooming this year, and I have no idea why not. Did you put it outside last summer? No, I never do that. Okay. So, well, the, do you keep it in a really sunny, sunny location? Yes, it's in the east uh, window, but it's really, or has always, been doing very well, and it has these bell-shaped flowers normally that's one bell under the other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And in a deep pink, and uh, I have another one sitting in the corner, but it does get light, and they always flowered for years, and this year there isn't a sign of it. Hmm. The, the, what I find is kind of the most, light is very, very important with Christmas cactus. Watering is important in the sense that you don't want to overwater. Exactly. And if anything, you want to err on the side of less rather than more water. So you can even let the Christmas cactus go to the point of, 
almost becoming limp or at least a little bit wrinkled between waterings. Really? But, but what is a, a total guaranteed way to get Christmas cactus to bloom is to allow it to be subjected to very cool temperatures. And that's easy to do outside. That's why I asked if you'd had it outside in the summer. No. By leaving them outside or taking them outside, uh, and you leave them outside right till probably about the end of September, they, the nights get so cool by then that that's enough cool temperature to initiate flower buds. Really? Um, the ones I have at my house, I'm like you, I rarely get them outside, but I have them right near uh, my bedroom windows. They're in my bedroom window on a table, and I always open my bedroom window at night. So well, even when I it's 20 below. I have a sunroom, which is during the night I find pretty cool. When I get here in the morning, this room is fairly cool. And like I said before, for years mm-hmm. it's growing, I mean blooming every year, and this year nothing. Okay. It's, it might just be the, the combination of it just not being quite, quite cool enough in the sunroom this year because we had a mild fall. Yeah. So we didn't get a lot of cool nights up until the last week or two. They oh, look very healthy yeah. and all that. Well, it's that's what I was going to say. No flowers. So my suggestion is two things. One is cut back on your watering. Allow them to be, suffer a little bit more between waterings. When mm. you do water, water thoroughly, but, yeah. but allow a little further time between. And the other thing is keep them in that sunroom. And if you can, maybe close the door on the sunroom and close the vents or the the, any kind of heat going in there at night. And then it'll be a little bit cooler at night in there. And that might just be the the trick you need to to get those flowers to be formed. Because if they're happy and healthy. I'm hoping they might do it around Easter because sometimes they stay from around Christmas on Mm -hmm. To Easter, I think there's two different kinds in here because it's a huge pot. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there and there, you're absolutely right. There is an Easter cactus, which is a completely different kind of of yeah, cactus. Yeah, they look the same. Uh, similar, but not quite. But absolutely yes. Well, so try that. Try keep the light up, cut back on the water, and see if you can uh, provide a little less temperature, a little less warmth, and I think you'll see some flowers will form. Less, less water. Yep. I do also fertilize them. Is that okay? Uh, it's only fertilize them once you start to see flowers. Cut okay. back on your fertilizing for now until you start to see the flowers form. Okay, I will do that. All Thank right. you. Thanks, Thank Anne. you, Anne, in Thanks. Newcastle. And you are listening to the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show. We'll return after these messages. Transplanting good ideas from one gardener to another. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And yours truly, Frank Proctor, welcoming you back to our program, uh, our program, Charlie's program. <laughs> it's our program. The gypsy of the geraniums is ready to speak to Bill in Aurelia. <laughs> Hi, Bill. How are you doing this morning? I'm fine. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Charlie. I enjoy your uh, program. Thank you. It's not a show because I never see either you or your sous chef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a it's probably a good thing. Horticulturist, uh-huh. University of Manitoba in Guelph. Mm-hmm. Last week, you found a lady off to Ag Canada mm-hmm. on poisonous plants. Yes. Do you have a copy of the Bible, Poisonous Plants of the United States and Canada by Kingsbury? No, I do not. You don't. No. Well, what I better do? I'm in my 80s. I better bequeath to you my copy. Oh, oh that would be wonderful. Open. They use it in Georgia for reference to poisonous plants. Yeah, so it's called Poisonous Plants of the United States and Canada? That's right. Huh. And the man is Kingsbury, yep. professor of botany yep. at uh, Ithaca, 
Yep. Cornell. Cornell, yeah, exactly. Well, which has got a famous horticultural school, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yes. No, I do not have a copy of that. You and do? I do not. No, I've I've tended to use as I'm I was looking back to I can't remember. Oh, it was um last week, Margaret and her elephant ears, and she was worried about the bir- oh, her birds. She had That's an right. in- indoor uh, play, tropical apiary thing going on, or aviary, I should say, going on, and wondered about the birds and the yes. plant that she referred to as elephant ears, which, yes. of course, could be, as you know, one of about four different plants. Yeah. So that was part of the trick. This, no one will ever uh, reproduce what he's done. Oh, really? His main concern was animals uh-huh. and then humans. Right. But this is... It's a fantastic book. It was probably agriculture-based because oh, absolutely. That it was all about the animals in, in the fields uh, being put out to pasture. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And they learned a lot of things during the First and Second World War about bulbs for that oh, yeah. exact reason, when people oh, yeah. were starving in, in Europe and they were chewing things that turned out to be very poisonous. Well, sure. Well, I'm so, 84. And you sound pretty, uh, pretty spry for an 84-year-old. What's that? You sound pretty spry. <laughs> well, I still write a garden column. Do you? Oh, okay. In Aurelia. Aurelia Packing Times. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good for you. And you get out in the garden, obviously. Oh, well, my vision is impaired, so I have other people who do it for me. Yeah, but you can feel your way around. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great talking to you. Well, thank you so much for calling. Listen, what's your background? I studied horticulture, same as you. I studied at the University of Guelph. Oh, good girl. Um, yep, way back. I uh, graduated in the 80s. and But I had, at that point, I did quite a bit of traveling. I ended up working in Africa for a while and went all through South America. And I learned a lot about international horticulture before I settled down in Canada and worked in retail for close to 20 years. Oh, good. So, uh, and my retail was with a now bankrupt White Rose Nursery, but I was with oh, them yeah, for a long, long time uh, as in many positions over the years. And, oh, um, sure. So I learned a lot about what people needed to know, need to know about gardening. Well, I know you do. So that's that's kind of what I do. I figure I'm I'm good at helping people solve their problems because I did that for so long. Well, you have to do that. Yeah, exactly. I try to do the same here. Exactly. Share the knowledge. Well, thank you. Hey, Bill, really, really a, a pleasure to talk to you. And well, it's great I, to hear from you people once a week. All right, good stuff. Well, give us shoe chef under control. <laughs> I do my best. Okay. Call That's us anytime, Bill. If you have suggestions, if I'm yeah. missing something, you call us up and, and put me straight. I'm always happy to hear other opinions. Are you sure? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, great. <laughs> Thanks, Take Bill. Bye bye. Okay, Bye-bye. Bill and Aurelia. Uh, yeah. You know, now we treated Bill all right there, I think, didn't we? But Margaret. Did you, she's going to be so offended. A little, you referred to Margaret with the elephant ears. We can't keep <laughs> listeners if you keep doing this. Okay. You know, elephant. Margaret Just because with the ears. you hear elephant ears and you think <laughs> well, that's ears of an it. elephant. And of course, I, well, last week it was Margaret with the elephant ears. And I, well, now that's a very awful thing to say about someone. That'd be her plant, darling. <laughs> I could have called it. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, I get you now. Elephant ears. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. The sous chef has I'd gone off the rails one more time. Be lost without my sous chef. <laughs> S-U-E or S-O-U-I-X. No matter how you smell it. He's just the best sous chef going, I tell you. <laughs> oh, I've had a great time this morning. Thank you. Warmed up thank a you, very cold you. Saturday morning. Absolutely. And you're all ready to go for the next couple hours? I believe I am. Yeah. Right. You got some good stuff coming up? I do. I do. Lots of interesting people to introduce our listeners to. And lots of great, great music, too. Well, and there's also some festival stories. 
starting. It's like called Toronto in the Winter. What's it called? Oh, Winterfest. Winterfest. Okay. And Winterlicious. Winter, Winter City? Winter, Winter City. City. That's what that's it is. See, it, Grace see? knows, eh? Grace has got all that stuff. She's just so contemporary. Oh, She's man. just an urban gal yes, on the toes. She is. Knows what's going on everywhere. She knows what's going on. Well, She's got her ear to the sidewalk at all times, I'm telling you. Sometimes, <laughs> not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those parties, boy. I tell oh. you, she's young. She can do it. Yes, I tell you. <laughs> we'll look forward to everybody uh, calling in next weekend, as Charlie yes. has indicated. Hey, if you've got little hints or tips yeah. for us, we take all that stuff. That's right. We're always happy to hear your thoughts and you share your good stuff with us as well as your problems. Because, you know, we don't want to just be always down in the dumps about things that are dying. By the way... A quick little add-on note here. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to our friend out in uh, Mr. Bentley, Michael, uh, out in Vancouver. Uh, I received my uh, Sierra Sill yesterday excellent. in the mail. So Haven't you're going to start taking I it am. and report back. Okay. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Grace. Thanks to all our callers. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.